Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 161 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on April the 17th, 2018. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete, what's going on? Welcome back. Not much. Yeah. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Any Disney happenings going on in your life? Not too much, actually. It's weird. You know, I mean, i kind of been keeping a little eyeball west just because... Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of maybe plan on going that way at some point this year. So I've been looking at some of the Pixar Fest and stuff they're doing there. But right. not too much. Hasn't been crazy, crazy Disney. What is Pixar Fest? They're doing like a big Pixar Fest, right? I mean, uh-huh. they have all sorts of Pixar-inspired foods and I don't know. That's cool. Awesome. That sounds yeah. great. If you go, I want a full report on that. I won't. That's like the spring. Oh, okay. Do you have a trip like Ooh. planned or booked or like? I am, uh, you know, subtly in the works for right. later in the year. Has the call been made to Dave Weikert yet? The call has been made. Yeah. Okay. There has been a call made. All right. Has a deposit been put down yet? Um. Yes. Although nothing's really been well, planned a... out too much aside from dates. But you're being like you super know. secretive about this then. Uh, you know, it's it's weird. It's so much different than World. You know, World, 180 days out, your right. entire trip is pretty much written on a piece of paper somewhere. Totally. And you're like, this is what we're doing. I mean, Disneyland just doesn't operate like that. It's odd. Like, it's like you've like months and months before you can do anything. So aside from like airfare and a deposit, there's like not too much you can kind of get involved with. Right. Are you staying at a Disney resort or are you doing one of the outside resorts again? I, I am going to do a uh, Disney resort. Grand Californian again? Yes. Gotcha. Wow. Um, not my choice, actually. No? I would really like to do the Disneyland Hotel. Okay, so why Grand Californian and not the Disneyland Hotel? Well, because I was like uh, overruled by literally every single person in the traveling party. Oh, interesting. So nobody wants to try and something new. And I will new, huh? say that it's weird. You know, like they're all within walking distance, but like the Disneyland Hotel is like way down on the other end. That's why people take the monorail. And oh. I think everyone kind of just wanted Grand California. Right. So. I understand that. Um, so there is, um, I had, my birthday was this weekend. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. And Which I, birthday number was this? This was um, a number that I'm, I'm just going to stop counting. I mean, you famously don't like your birthday. I don't. And I feel like the people in my I have a lot more people in my life this year than I've had previously. And uh, I think they all were kind of like, hey, no, like this, this ends now. Uh, And, um, you know, the time leading up to my birthday always kind of stinks. I don't I don't understand why, but I get like this weird birthday depression. But I will say I had a fantastic birthday weekend because. You know, I was people kept saying, like, oh, have a party, have a party, have a party. And I'm just kind of like, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Um, Right. But we kind of created like a new party concept and it worked really, really well. So Friday night at 6 p.m., Friday night, April 13th at 6 p.m., we turn people came over and we started watching Iron Man. Now, was Friday your actual birthday? Saturday was my birthday. Okay, Saturday's so the birthday. We started watching Iron Man, and then okay. we watched The Incredible Hulk, and then we watched Iron Man 2, and then we watched Thor, okay? And then Saturday, my actual birthday, at 7 a.m., people came over, and we watched Captain America the First Avenger, and we binged the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe over a period of three days, ending Sunday night at 9 p.m., all the way through Thor Ragnarok. Huh. Yup. And it was great because just like, you know, the door was open. People could come and go as they please. Everyone brought food and drinks and it was just super fun. 
Um, when Iron Man three started, did someone say, "And this is my gift to you, Kevin, Iron Man 3. I, you know what, Iron Man three. I got to tell you something about Iron Man three. That was the one time where I was just like, "Wow, I've been watching movies for a really long time." Like the other movies are so Iron Man three. <laughs> it is just this. I, it really feels like an alternate universe kind of deal because, like, the end of that movie, he very clearly stops being Iron Man. And, like, it doesn't even say, like, Iron Man will return at the end of the movie. It says Tony Stark will return. And, yeah. like, he throws the chess piece away. He blows up all the armors. He's just like, I'm done being Iron Man, essentially. And then Age of Ultron comes up, and he's just Iron Man again because reasons. That last that last moment of Iron Man 3 where he's like, oh, and by the way, I solved everything. I fixed... Uh... My whole life. All right, I fixed her, and I took this out of my chest, and I'm not. I'm, like you're like, oh, you did more in the last minute talking to me right. than you did in the entire movie, right? And, I mean, it's such a, it's just a bad movie. Like, it, I mean, yeah, the yeah. the Mandarin thing, notwithstanding, because that ruins it for me. But actually, I actually don't even hate that. I hate it because you sold me a ticket to spoilers. By the way, you sold me a ticket to this movie with you know a promise of the Mandarin, and it didn't deliver. So you know. I'm, I hated it, but yeah, Iron. But you know what? Like, it has no bearing whatsoever on the rest of the Marvel universe. None. Yeah, no. You can skip that movie and never miss a beat. It's amazing. I almost skipped it, but then I decided that the integrity, the integrity of the marathon, had to supersede all. Yeah, if you're going that deep, I mean, you gotta, you yeah. gotta roll with it. Yeah. Um. I, and I, it just like a lot more of the emotional beats hit me like watching them all like and here's the thing about the Marvel movies that I feel like it doesn't that you know everyone's always like oh there's so much fun there's so much fun they are so much fun and that's what makes it easy to binge them like I watched 17 movies over the course of three days I could have watched the entire DC extended universe in one day and it would have felt longer to me than those 17 movies over three days yeah I agree with that. Like, you know, you're talking about watching Iron Man and Captain America and Civil War and Guardians and the Avengers and, and Thor Ragnarok. And these are fun, upbeat movies. Can you imagine binging Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, BVS, um, <sighs> Wonder Woman, and Justice League? Like, could you imagine, like, slogging through that? I mean, that must be hard for you to say because you are a DC guy at heart. I am. And it's funny because, like, all the decorations that were up in my house were all DC decorations. So that DC had right. some. And my cake was, was DC. Uh, my roommate Piper made a, a, a Batman Superman cake, which was awesome. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I love DC and everything but the movies, essentially. Though, I mean, I didn't hate Justice League. You know, I didn't hate no, Justice No, I like Justice League. I, and you know what? I was a little hard. I was a little too harsh on Thor Ragnarok, I realized, when I first watched it. Yes, I do give it some, you know, some flack for changing the char- changing Thor into Star-Lord just because they wanted to. And, you know, all of a sudden, all these characters that we've known for, like, five movies already are all quippy and, like, completely different than yeah. we've ever seen them before. Um, I, listen, I don't deny Ragnarok's, you know, fun, but I yeah. can't tell you I like it either. Just, uh, but, just because of... There, there's one thing about Thor Ragnarok that bothers me, though. Like, you're telling me you're Thor, you're a hero, you're selfless, you're this, you're that. Your friend, Bruce Banner, says to you, if I turn into the Hulk again, I might never come back. I've been the Hulk for two... I've been trapped in the Hulk for two years. I can't right. turn back into the Hulk because if I do, I'll be gone forever. And your response is, yeah, but I kind of need the Hulk for my for, for, for my stuff. Right, because that's funny, so that's why they do that. Yeah, and like I feel like there's going to be a lot more like about that in Infinity War. Like I feel like Steve Rogers is actually going to care whether or not Bruce Banner dies inside of a monster. You think so? Yeah, no, because I, I think that... Um, the Hulkbuster armor that we see fighting in Wakanda, I think that Bruce Banner's inside of it. Well, what? Right. Yeah. I, I think Bruce Banner's inside that armor, and I think he's going to transform into the Hulk in the armor and, like, bust out of the Hulkbuster armor as the Hulk. Um, so, anyway, you ready to hop into the news? Yeah, let's do it. The news this week brought to you by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Okay, so, uh, you know, you can always find Dave over at, by sending him an email, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net, or hit him up on Facebook. Uh, you can find him as Magical Travel Dave. 
All right, so we don't have a lot of news this week because Corinne and I uh, did an episode last week that we kind of covered a lot of it. I want to rehash a few things because I want your opinion on it. Oh, cool. Um, and then there's some new news this week as well, but not much. So worldwide news. First thing I want to bring up is uh, the Dole Whip Donut in Disneyland, which you actually sent me the article for, so I figured you wanted to talk about it. What, what are your thoughts on this? I don't know. It's a donut with pineapple icing and, like, meringue, um, like, frost, like, frosting on top i mean would you ever get a snack because it just seems like wacky almost gross i think i would if i was like sharing it i with think other i people, would too i don't like to waste food so like if i'm with somebody that i know is going to eat this then like i'll be like hey let's share it but just keep in mind i might bite into this and hate it right and yeah that's how it. i feel about that um do i think it looks awesome Nah, probably not no but would I would I consider trying it? Yes. The funny thing was in the article that you sent me, um, it it said like the the Dole Whip donuts in the cart next to the big castle, and I was like, what castle they're referring to? Because <laughs> Corinne and I made that joke last week. But um, the um, yeah, I just so uh, there's like a donut cart out there, or donuts like I know popcorn's a thing in Disneyland, or donuts a thing. Well, churros the big thing. I right. mean, there are churro carts everywhere yeah and i mean churros are really just like a latin donut stick right yeah so maybe that's what they mean maybe i don't remember a donut specific cart can we please stop calling churros churros now and just refer to them as latin donut sticks i think that that makes like way more sense from now on like i feel like it's more like i feel like i want to go and be like i'll have a latin uh donut stick please with the uh with the chocolate don't you think they sell sauce? better though if you call it a Latin like, donut like, stick, no, I don't. I yeah. don't think it sounds appetizing at all. Oh, I like that. Like churro no, is like, like a fun word. Like churro. Like, you know, you could say it and be happy. Do. I don't know. Uh, so I have a rumor to report on here. A rumor that I actually just saw um, last night. This is a big one. If this turns out to be true, this is one of the best pieces of news I've heard in a very long time. Are you ready? Yep. New monorail fleet has been ordered for Walt Disney World. Wow. Internal, I'm going to read, this is from uh, Walt Disney World News Today, WDWNT.com. They get a lot of rumors. Some of them don't pan out to be true, but a lot of them do. And you know what? I've been hard on WDWNT in the past. Like, they've, like, reported things, and I've just been like, oh, yeah, right. Like, they're ever going to turn the great movie ride into the great Mickey ride. And sure enough, they did. Uh, right. So, um. I apologize publicly to WWNT for the amount of flack I've given them over the years. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they say turns out to be true. So, <coughs> Okay, so internal sources... I'm reading directly from the article now. Internal sources are reporting that Disney has ordered a new fleet of monorails for Walt Disney World to replace the aging and problematic Mark VI monorails that have been in use at the resort since 1989. Apparently, the now infamous door incident on Monorail Red in early January was the main impetus behind the decision. I would assume so, right? All right. Yeah. Um, if you didn't see that, folks, um, a video was taken inside the monorail. It was on its way to Epcot, and the doors opened. Uh, so there was nothing between the uh, the occupants and a 25-foot drop but Disney magic. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. The new fleet will reportedly be built by Bombardier of Canada. I'm already in. I mean, you're getting new monorails, and they're Canadian monorails? Come on. How are they going to build all that track from Canada to get them here? That would be awesome. They just had to build, like, a temporary, like, monorail track. But <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think when, like, they had the, um, the, uh, the meeting to, like, approve the new monorail someone stood up and went but main street's still all cracked and broken and then someone said sorry mom the mob has spoken the simpsons monorail joke <laughs> um the new fleet will be built by bombardier of canada the same company that built the mark six trains for walt disney world and one of the very one of the very few companies in the western hemisphere with the capability to build mass transit class monorails the Mark VI fleet reportedly cost $3.5 million per train, which would be around $7.5 million in today's dollars. The line of automated monorails that Bombardier is currently marketing is called Innovia 3, the Innovia 300 series. We believe the new fleet built for Disney would utilize the same uh, Chase's design, 
but could certainly be fitted with custom features to make them distinctly Disney. So it's a very futuristic looking uh, monorail. Like they, they, that's exciting. Yeah, they show uh, some examples of one that's built in Brazil. Uh, so yeah, it, um, it's funny because the uh, Orlando Airport is also getting uh, new. What do you call it? Monorail. Monorail. Yeah, that's it. I love the I love the Orlando uh, monorail. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly think for a long stretch of time, my kids viewed it as uh, like their first ride of the trip. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get they got that. So excited it's to go on it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it, yeah, it, it definitely is fun. Um, we've also been told that the abrupt cancellation of the Broadway-style Main Street Theater was necessary to free up some of the funds needed for the new monorail fleet. This makes a lot of sense since the theater was confirmed by Bob Chappick last July at the D23 Expo, and work actually started on the project in October, only to be rumored to be canceled in February, barely a month after the door incident, and finally removed from the Walt Disney World What's New webpage earlier this month. Though the door incident brought the most scrutiny to the aging fleet, it was not the only incident in recent years that pointed to the need for new monorails. In June 2017, a large piece fell off Monorail Blue while it traveled above the Epcot parking lot. Monorail Teal suffered numerous breakdowns last summer, and don't forget the problematic automation system that is still not working properly after many years of work, which was a response to the horrific crash in 2009 that killed Monorail pilot Austin Woonenberg. Um, for an in-depth look at the... Okay, then they have a, a video about, like, monorails so yeah that is, i've posted the link to that in our facebook discussion group facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouth so go take a look at it um definitely a really cool thing if we are getting new monorails because they are sort you know me i have just i've been very uh anti-monorail for quite a while now what do you th- how many monorails do you think they have um i want to say they've got somewhere along the line of 10 10 so you think they're getting 10 entirely new ones i would assume it'd be a whole new fleet yeah right Hmm. so you're talking about seven and a half mil a pop that's about you know 750 million dollars is the is it wait is the 7.5 million no it's about 75 million (laughs) you were almost there kevin can do math um is the body style like drastically different not really. It's just it, like the front is shaped somewhat different. But I have a feeling that they're going to make them look pretty much like the the ones that we currently have. Really? I see. I feel like they'll they'll go with a different design. Um, they always like to kind of show off their new toys. I don't know. The monorail is something that is so like beloved by people who don't get stuck on it all the time. Uh, but they've done body style changes in the past. I, I mean, suppose. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll look different. Okay, moving along, uh, we've got some Disney Springs news. The movie theater at Disney Springs, the AMC movie theater, one of my favorite, uh, actually, it is my favorite movie theater in the Orlando area. I know a lot of people listening to this show don't usually go see a movie when they're at Walt Disney World, but some do. I have, you know, my trick of going to Blaze Pizza, ordering a pizza, and bringing it with you into the movie theater because they don't stop you from bringing food into that theater. However, I will also throw onto this. Um, that you should also, you know, pick up a popcorn or a soda from the concession stand because that is how movie theaters do make their money. Uh, I always make sure to at least get a large soda when I go in. Um, But now, have I ever talked on the show about MoviePass? I don't know if we, I mean, I know we've talked about it off the We've talked about it off the air. So I have this thing called MoviePass, and I've had it since it was $30 a month, uh, but now it's only $10 a month. So $10 a month, you can see one movie per day. Um on the on this pass and the way it works is you have an app and you have to be like within striking distance of the theater you check into the theater on the app it activates this little debit card that it gives you a little mastercard and then you use that debit card to purchase your movie ticket and it's good for um one like regular non-3d showing for like prime time like at night so Interesting sidebar. At the moment, they currently have a promotion with iHeartMusic. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't. So when you do your three months for $30, you get like iHeartMusic Radio also. But in the fine print, it says that you can only go to four movies a month. Did you see that? No. People are speculating that uh, they are potentially going to try and make MoviePass into like the four movies per month concept. I really hope not because I really like being able to go to one movie. If, honestly, if it was four movies per month, I'd probably like cancel it. 
See, I would still do it. Heather and I don't usually go more than four times anyway. Oh, you know what? That is kind of true. That's one a week. But I could understand people being upset. Yeah, because, you know, you're... And I wonder... Well, so I would always use it at the AMC in Disney Springs. And if you're going to, like, an IMAX or a 3D showing, you use your MoviePass card. It takes as much of the... um, Like, it takes the amount out of it that a normal ticket would cost. Then you just pay the difference. Uh, But... AMC and MoviePass had like a tiff recently, and they decided they weren't accept. Uh, or MoviePass decided it was it was cutting off a bunch of AMC theaters. It was like four or five AMC theaters across the country, and one of them just happened to be the Disney Springs uh, AMC movie theater. And I'm happy to report that it is back now. We can once again use it at the AMC and Disney Springs. So if you have MoviePass or you're looking to get MoviePass, uh, you can now use it in Disney Springs, and that's awesome. That's good for you. Very good for me, because now I can go back and see. I mean, like, I've still gone to movies there, but I've just kind of paid for them, which I feel kind of silly doing, like, when I'm paying for movie pass. Right. But Right. Okay, so moving along. No resort news, no water park news, no Magic Kingdom news. We do have some Epcot news brought to you by the Disney Dads podcast for a great family-friendly look at Walt Disney World through the eyes of three dads who love Disney. Check them out over on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean. The first Skyliner Towers have been put up. Now, to my naked eye, they look low. They do look a little low, but you know I what? Mean, like that's just from pictures. I haven't seen them in person yet. Right, same thing for me. But I, I trust. I'm sure they're not. But like I saw the first pictures, I was like, huh. I, and I am not <laughs> going. Low. I'm not going to judge things before I see them in person, which we'll, we'll get to in our Animal Kingdom news. Uh, so the uh, they have tower. They have tower a tower up at the International Gateway, as well as towers in the parking lot of Disney's Hollywood Studios. So this thing's going. This thing's getting there. Yep. Construction is well underway, and I, you know, probably within a year, we're going to be plying the skies of Walt Disney World. Have they talked at all about, like, like what they think the actual, like, travel time would be between parks? I haven't heard anything about that, but I've been super curious, because you got to think they've got to slow it down when, like, it comes to the stations, right? No, I mean, it doesn't slow down. Have you ever been on, like, a sky ride of any kind? No. Like, when it comes into the station, it doesn't really slow down. You're kind of getting on it as it moves. That's interesting. I feel like a lot of, I feel like there's going to be a lot of kids that are like, no, like not wanting to get on it or off of it. Nah. Maybe that would have just been me as a kid. I don't know. Uh, Animal Kingdom News, sponsored by Beyond the Wisdom of Walt by Jeff Barnes, the book that takes a look at Walt Disney's journey to create Walt Disney World and how you can apply those lessons to your daily life. Check that out over on Amazon.com. In uh, audiobook, uh, paperback, and ebook formats. So, yeah, we I have to give a correction about some news that I uh, reported on last week. I reported okay. I reported about these new character experiences in Pandora. Uh, that these suits are like they have these mech suits now that are walking around. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome looking. Yeah, and I thought they were like actual mechanical constructs, and apparently it's a dude in stilts. Uh, with fake legs in front of him. So a lot of people were just like, hey, Kev, like they're, they didn't actually invent walking mech suits. It's just a dude in stilts with a costume. And I was just like, oh. right, right. Well, now I feel foolish. You know what? I am many things in this world, Peter Mandel. Uh, Disney expert is not one of the titles that I wear. So <laughs> at the end of the day, we're just guys talking about Disney, and sometimes we get things wrong. So that's one of the things we got wrong. Uh, I think they do look really cool, though. They do look very cool. Uh, and it was my fault for like, like making assumptions before I've actually seen them in person. All I saw were pictures. I didn't even see it like moving. Uh, and I, I saw like a brief video that my, one of my roommates was watching. But other than that, yeah, I haven't uh, seen. So yeah, it's a dude in stilts. Uh, not to spoil that magic for you, but yeah, it, walking mech suits. They're they're pretty cool. Hollywood Studios news. We got some of that. Awesome. Um, so this is a bit of news from last week that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. The Toy Story Midway Mania Fast Pass line is currently closed for a month. Huh. Why? Reopening May 7th because they're moving the entrance of Toy Story Mania into Toy Story Land. And whatever they're doing uh, for that, it is um, whatever, whatever they're, they're doing to do that ha- necessitates the closure of the Fast Pass line for a month. Oh, that's just insane. So, yeah, right now. There is no fast pass line for Toy Story Midway Mania. <laughs> it's old. It, it is nothing but standby. Now, can you can you even get a fast pass for it? Or have they removed it from the system? 
Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously you can't get it for right now. Right. That's what I'm saying. So right now your only options, (laughs) you might as well get a fast pass for For... Star Wars, Tower of Terror, or or Rock and Roll Coaster, because that's the only three rides that you can do. And you know what? I bet you those those fast passes are a lot harder to come by right now. Yeah. Because all the Midway Mania people are taking, you know, are are taking probably Rock and Roller Coaster because that's in the tier with it. Uh, I wonder if uh, I wonder if the Toy Story line is smaller though. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, think. I know it sounds silly, but I, I always silly. think like if if you went to the old days and took the Fast Pass people out mm-hmm. and put them all into standby, does that standby move faster? I don't know. Probably not. I would think it would move slower. Why slower? Because it's more people in the line. Oh, but yeah, it's I... the same. It's the same amount of people. You're just all going at the huh. same speed. That's interesting. Still, I'm sure it's at least over an hour wait, and I'm not waiting in it. Oh, I wouldn't either. So Fast Passes are now, speaking of Fast Passes and Toy Story, Fast Passes are now available for the attractions of Toy Story Land opening on oh, June 30th. Yeah, so nice. The, yep, so those folks with a uh, with a 60-day window for Toy Story Land can now book their Fast Passes for Slinky Dog Roller Coaster or the Alien uh, Saucers. Now, this also looks to have shaken up the uh, the tiers a little bit. Okay. So I, I pulled a segment of the article announcing this from WW Magic, and it says, Disney's Hollywood Studios operates a tiered FastPass Plus structure, which means that today, guests who are up to 60 days from their Walt Disney World Resort Hotel check-in can choose one FastPass Plus reservation for one of the Toy Story Land attractions, plus two other attractions in the park, such as Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and more. So it looks like Tier 1 is now just Toy Story Land. Wow. Does that make any sense? I would say that it's probably going to be tier one would be, you know, Slinky Dog Roller Coaster, Toy Story Midway Mania and the Alien Flying Saucers. And then tier two would be everything else. Right. That's what I take from this article. I don't know if it's accurate, but that's just that's my take on it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm cool with it, too, because now people can actually get a Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror Fast Pass together. Yep. I mean, while while also getting like you can you can now get Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Midway Mania all together. Like that's a that's a that's an awesome Fast Pass lineup. Yeah, that's the trifecta. Because you can you get want. Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster before, but you couldn't get Toy Story and Midway Mania because of the tier. So, do you think that um, like Slinky Dog and all them are gonna have insane weights? Oh, it's gonna be ridiculous. The Slinky Dog is gonna be ridiculous. Because Do you it's think it's going to be worth it? Do I think it's going to be worth it? That's a very good question. Um, I think it looks cool. I don't think it's going to be worth the weight that... How could it be? I mean, River Journey has an extensive weight. I can't say that that ride's even remotely worth it. It's not. And But how could... Like, all it is, it's just a roller coaster that looks like Slinky Dog. Like, how could it be worth right. over an hour and a half weight? Which I'm sure it's going right. to have. Right, I mean, I'm not, I'm not alone in this, right? I, I just couldn't imagine doing it if, if it had a crazy weight. Yeah, same, same. But then again, I mean, I don't know. So, um, anything else you want to add to that? Because that is the news for this week. Oh, good. Yeah, well, nice bit of news. Nice there. bit of news. All right, so folks, uh, we are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More two men in the mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. 
That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like, that. A, like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer, folks. Take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you gotta return them before you leave the park that day. This is gonna make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are gonna thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. How do you go from dreaming to doing? Walt Disney never stopped dreaming about the future, and neither should you. Learn how you can use Walt Disney's final dream of Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, to see your own dreams come true. In Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, a new book by Jeffrey A. Barnes, you are challenged to transform your life by applying the lessons that Walt Disney, Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and Epcot teach us. In the follow-up to his best-selling book, The Wisdom of Walt, Barnes takes us on a magical journey through the history of Disney in Florida, beginning with Walt's decision to do a sequel to Disneyland. Learn how the parks continue to change and thrive today, and how you can too. Beyond the Wisdom of Walt is a story that teaches us how to create a vision for our dreams, cope with change, leave a lasting legacy, and so much more. Whether you love Disney, Disneyland, or Walt Disney World, or just need a little inspiration and insight that Walt Disney had, you will find a whole new world of magical possibilities for your own life within Beyond the Wisdom of Walt. After reading this book, you'll want to start applying a little of that Disney magic to your life right away. Please, folks, check it out over at thewisdomofwalt.com. You can find it also on Amazon.com in Kindle format, hardcover, paperback, or audiobook. Also, listen to it on Kindle Unlimited. Hi there. This is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. 
Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Are you ready for a dad's take on Disney? Well, look no further than the Disney Dads Podcast. We dive into so many... Hold up, hold up, Justin. It's not just for Disney dads. We can look at Disney from every perspective and all are welcome. We take a dive into Disney history, Disney attractions, Disney movies, and so much more. You're exactly right, Jason. And everyone can find us at www.disneydadspodcast.com. On the website, you can find all of our social media. You can also find our SoundCloud channel where you can leave your browser open and listen to hours of Disney park sounds and Disney music. Also, we'd love for you to give us a call. Our phone number is 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Leave us a message. Tell us a little bit about your Disney passions, and we can't wait to get to know you a little bit better. Justin, hold up. Don't forget they can send us a text at the exact same number. Yeah, definitely. Get a hold of us. Send us a text message. You got something on your mind about Disney? We can't wait to hear about it. From the Disney Dads, we hope you have a magical day, an incredible week, and always keep it Disney. Folks, the Walt Disney Company has created some amazing content over the years, which has come to define modern popular culture. Among these are movies and television shows which have stood the test of time, taking up special places in all of our hearts. But there are a great many films which don't take up special places in all of our parks. So, this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are talking about the top properties we'd love to see in Walt Disney World. And this is brought to you this week, the e-ticket attraction by Kingdom Strollers. If you are renting a crib or stroller in Walt Disney World, check out our friends over at Kingdom Strollers. Visit them at kingdomstrollers.com. They will deliver right to your Disney resort. Okay, so this is something that like I feel like a lot of people <clears throat> you know, have strong opinions about. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, like characters or movies or television shows that they want to see more in the parks but Disney just kind of just kind of not on Disney's radar right now like you know if it's not Toy Story or Star Wars or you know like one of the classical classic princess movies you're not really getting a lot of representation for a lot of things right uh, so I've made a list I'm sure you've got some as well and you know let's just bang these out and talk about you know not only like what we'd like to see but how we'd like to see it some of the ones I've listed I the, really the only thing I want is like a character, like a character meet and greet. I'm down with that too, and I mean, there's many times that like I don't understand why I don't have a character from this movie out. Yeah. But can I just can I just start this off with one thing? Honestly, do you know what I need the most in Disney World? What do you need the most in Disney World? I, I need some Sub kind sandwiches. of sandwiches. Yes. I I and, say it all the time needs a sandwich place. Go ahead. <laughs> and some kind of like Lion King representation. I don't mean a show. I mean, class yeah. is the Lion King. This yeah. is like their like big one, right? I mean, you know what? On my list, so let's talk about it. Uh, my girlfriend somewhere in the world just like fist pumped when you said that because that is her favorite thing. Um, not only that, but like there's just there's very little like merchandise too. It's funny. I'm starting to notice a little bit more Lion King merchandise bleeding into Animal Kingdom, but yeah, the only representation we really have for The Lion King, it is one of the quintessential Disney movies, believed by many to be the greatest Disney movie of all time. And it's got a lot of, um, it's got a show, it's got two shows. It's got the Festival of the Lion King, which is wonderful. Yep. And it's got that Circle of Life thing at the Land Pavilion, which I don't even know if it's still open. No, that closed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that closed. So yeah, now we've only got Festival of the Lion King. I know, I like Festival of the Lion King, and I understand you can't have a Simba walking around the parks to greet yeah. people. But I, I don't know. I mean, if you can have I, a car from Cars sitting there, why can't you have a lion? Well, I I understand it would be a little harder to have a you know 
a Simba meet and greet. I get that yeah. that'd be difficult. But, I mean, I just... Listen, Lion King's my favorite. I kind of feel like Beauty and the Beast might be their best ever movie, but Lion King is my favorite. Those are the I two movies understand. that I always hear people say, like, the greatest Disney movie of all time. So it was either Lion King or Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, depending on yeah those are the big two, right? Yeah. I mean, there is nothing Lion King. Like, I don't understand. Like, uh, there should be, little. like... I also know that we don't really like to build dark rides anymore, and that's not really their thing, but... Man, Lion King needs some kind of love. This movie made like a fortune for them. You know what? I th- I think that um, like look at that 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 area in uh, World Showcase. That's just like that little Africa like area. Right. It's not a pavilion. Like, why not put a Lion King dark ride there? Like, you know, ride through the jungle with Simba and his friends. Like, you know, run from the wildebeests and fight. Well, if Star you were gonna, and... if you were going to do a Lion King ride, I mean, I, I honestly think it would have to be in animal kingdom yeah probably how could you not but i feel like that park desperately could use like a dark ride i agree it's only got one uh, as far as i know yeah it's only got the river journey which i mean right. I, I don't think you're it's accurate to say they're not in the business of making dark rides anymore because they made frozen ever after they made uh the yeah, first ever after was there and, and river journey is another boat ride i mean i want to be in a vehicle and like you know like dinosaur ride. what like dinosaur no I only need an action ride. Okay. You know, I, I mean, like a kid-friendly, like Lion King ride. Okay, I, I'm with you on this. Uh, they also they do have a Timon meet and greet in Animal Kingdom now, uh, right by the Starbucks as you go around the left side of the Tree of Life as you're coming into the park. And of course, Rafiki is at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Right. So, but yeah, you're right. Like as far as a Lion King ride, there there is no real definitive Lion King ride, and I think that is a shame. Because, you know, while we have uh, Finding Nemo the musical as, like, some Nemo representation, we also have the Finding Nemo, you know, the seas with yep. Nemo and friends. So, I mean, that's that that's something to remember as well. It's funny. My son and I always argue because Poppins might be my favorite, like, Disney movie. But it's hard for me to qualify it as, like, an animated movie. You know, I can't put yeah. Mary Poppins in the same vein with Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. But I get, like, I would love a ton of Poppins stuff. But I get there. I mean... You're not going to have, like, a ton of, like, Mary Poppins stuff. I get that. But Lion King, that seems like if you ask someone who had never been to Disney World and they were like, oh, what is there for Lion King? I mean, I can't help but they'd be, like, stupefied when you're like, yeah, not, not too much. Not that much. It's a show that's very good and a planet watch. Uh, so, you know what? Moving away from Lion King, I wanted to address the elephant in the room before uh, – not Dumbo. I wanted to address the elephant in the room here before we um, – you know, get into more of them, but more of the obscure ones. Moana. There's nothing. There's not even a character meet and greet. This is this is your this is your most recent Disney movie. It's super popular. It's got awesome music, and there are no plans to have any inclusion of it in the parks. You know what? I thought I had read a little blurb with uh, who directed Inside Out. Was that Pete Doctor that know. did that? Anyway, and I thought I read a blurb that someone had said something about, like, the inclusion of Inside Out stuff in the parks. And he had made, like, mention of it being more difficult than you think to be able to just do something like that. So I I always feel like it's not just like, hey, somebody put together a costume. for There's some kind of, like, rights thing going on somehow to put characters in the parks. I mean, think about how long it took them to get Stitch in the parks Mm -hmm. when that movie was huge. It took forever because they, they couldn't do it. Even, you know, Buzz and Woody stuff. Now, granted, Pixar wasn't Disney at the time. They were still, like, just under contract. But, you know, Toy Story blew up, and Disney wasn't ready for it, and they had nothing. I, I just think that, you know, maybe – I mean, you're right. Why don't they prepare for every movie? Like, why isn't Moana ready for the release of Moana to have some kind of park representation? But the thing is – Moana is ready. There is a there is a costume. There is a character. They bring it out for Moonlight Magic for the DVC events. There's just no there's just no meet and greet. Like there's no regular park representation, and that's the problem that I have here. It is you know like Adventureland. Adventureland is like the perfect place for there to be something Moana. See, and- I actually liked over by the castle and by uh, our buddy Sunny Eclipse, yeah. where I believe it is still Merida. Merida. It is. But for a while there, that was Rapunzel until Merida came, and then it was Merida. And I'm like, oh, this is a great idea right here to swap this spot mm-hmm. out, 
because you can decorate it. It's like in a little alcove back there. Yep. You can decorate it and make it whatever character is this year's thing. And, you know, it's not like you're swapping that every three months. I mean, let's face it. You're pretty much doing it once a year. Yeah. I mean, perfect spot for Moana right there. You're right by the castle. You're in the heart of Magic Kingdom. They should always swap that. Honestly, that little area by the, the Swiss Family Treehouse just needs to go. And that needs Wait, to just yeah. be some kind of Moana meet and greet area. You can't get rid of the Swiss yes, Family Treehouse. Yes, you certainly can. If if they got rid of the Swiss Family Treehouse, I would want to be the one to like push the dynamite plunger down to like blow it up because I hate it so much. I can't stand it. I don't hate it. I also don't go on it very often. Exactly. You're sitting here defending this thing, and you don't. When's the last time you? When's the last time you climbed through that thing? It's been a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Nobody goes there. But, but if you go there on a on a uh, on a crowded holiday weekend, there are people in that thing. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, it's just all you're doing is climbing stairs. It's the waiting in line. It is. It is a queue. It's a queue. That's all it is. Yeah. It, yeah, it's totally cute. Not even a great queue. It's just a queue where there are things to look at. You just climb a bunch of stairs in a tree. It's like you're getting your steps in for the day. And you climb then you climb back down. Like that's the entirety of this experience. But it does not take up a lot of room. You seem to think like it's like eating up a monster piece of land, but since it's actually going up, it does not take a lot of real estate. There's almost no point in getting rid of it. It takes up enough room where a character meet and greet could go for one of the most popular Disney characters. And not only that, but a Disney princess of color, which is something that, you know, needs representation in the parks, I think. You know, just saying. Throwing that out there. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the reason why they need to take down the treehouse. I mean, I think you can find spots for meet and greets. Yeah, you you definitely can, but I'm just I'm just saying Moana needs some kind of representation. There were rumors when there was supposed to be all this Magic Kingdom like announcements with the Tron coaster and stuff that there was going to be some kind of Moana announcement, but yeah, nothing happened. Hmm. I wonder why. I wonder why it's so hard to get new properties into the parks. I don't know, but you know what? It used to not be that hard. They used to have the the animation courtyard where they'd always have whatever the new Pixar thing right, it was. Right, perfect. Yeah. Right. Uh, so moving on to my next big one, uh, Zootopia. There's no Zootopia representation, and Disneyland at least got a character meet and greet with Judy Hopp and Nick Wilde, and the cat the costumes clearly exist. Yeah, we're great. Yeah, because and they're also in the they're in the Move It, Shake It, Dance It, Play It uh, dance party in the Magic Kingdom, but you can't take pictures with them. There's no meet and greet for them. Yeah, but Kevin, look at okay. So Frozen, right? Has there been anything bigger than Frozen like in our lifetimes? Probably not. You could not get Olaf. In Disney World. You have Olaf in Disney World. Well, yeah, now you do. But for how long could you not get Olaf? It was like years, dude. Because I met met Olaf in Disneyland because that was one of the selling points is they had an Olaf meet and greet. Okay. Like, why? Why was Olaf not there from Jump Street? But why why does Disneyland immediately get a Nick Wilde and Judy Hopp? Uh, Judy Hopps being great, but while Disney World can't have it for some reason, it's only in a dance party. I don't understand the mentality of that. I don't understand that either. I I will say the meet and greets are a little bit different. In ironically, I feel like people care much less than yes. in Disneyland about they that do. kind of yeah, thing. They do care much less, which is which is weird because they get all like these awesome character meet and greets. I I don't know. I don't get it either. All right, so I mean, and I think that you know, throwing some Zootopia representation into Animal Kingdom would be awesome as well. See, I feel like for the last year where Studios has been a disaster, they should have had – the last year should have been, like, the greatest characters, like, of all time. Oh, yeah. Because that is, like, a, at least a selling point. Well, and then you can you can justify charging $100 for one day in that park. It right. Like, you know. But, I mean, parents are going to take little kids to come see, like, their favorite characters. I'm, I'm not saying you couldn't have crazy obscure characters that I would like, but, I mean, if you put Moana in Hollywood Studios – and she had her own little like meet and greet thing. Well, there could be some people who are going to go there for that because yeah. that's that's important. So another one I wanted to talk about, and this is this one I think before this year would have been an eye roller for some people being like, "Yeah, right, you're dreaming." Uh, Ducktales. Now that Ducktales is back and popular, uh, the new Ducktales. Show? No, the well, way that the the way that like animated TV shows work. 
this you're not talking about the Simpsons or you know something that's meant for prime time is meant to run 20 seasons. Even this new DuckTales is meant to run a couple seasons and then move on to the next thing. There's almost no point. My son was talking this weekend about how he would have pretty much killed for a little Einstein's ride when he was little, right? Yeah. Where you just like ride on rocket and it's like a little kid coaster or something. Mm-hmm. But those things don't have longevity. Well, I'm not this is one of those things where I'm not saying it needs an attraction. Like I don't need I mean as cool as a dark ride through like you know some ancient temple with Scrooge McDuck like trying to find some artifact artifact would be a character character meet and greets would be would be just fine. Well, again, Scrooge, I don't understand boys, right why that's not easily done. Yeah, for these animated shows, I mean, because the Little Einsteins existed in the parks, right? Oh like, yeah, all yeah. four of them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, again, well, right now I think Scrooge and Launchpad are in Animal Kingdom. Uh, for the Animal Kingdom celebration in Dinoland. Right. But I'm not certain um, as to how long they'll be there. And they are the old version of them. They're not like from the new show. Right. So you're going to you're going to hate that I'm saying this one, but I would uh, love some kind of hunchback of Notre Dame in, in the France Pavilion. Um, I mean, they have too much going on in the France Pavilion. They you do. I mean? They have a great they have a large yeah. number of meet and greets there. Already, they have Belle, they have Aurora. Um, I did meet Esmeralda there years ago. Yeah, that and see, that's what I think will be fun, like a quasi Esmeralda and Clopin, like you know, meet and greet. <laughs> Maybe not Clopin, but no one wants to go to that though. I think I, you'd be shocked, dude. Like I understand you get your rare character people, like you and me, who would be like, "Oh, that'd be great." But at the end of the day, it's like we can have Marie from Aristocats, we could have Belle, we could have like the Quasimodo. Who are we going with? <laughs> well, it's I'm pretty sure Quasimodo. Marie. I'm pretty sure Marie is gone. Right. Okay. Well, I'm just saying she's an option there. Right. You know? She was an option there. Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get you on that. I mean, and you know what? We want it right now because it's a rare character. If it was there every day, just have we, Frollo we... like walking around. Oh creeping. no, no, not Frollo. <laughs> not Frollo at all. Um. Okay. So here's one. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit doesn't really get a lot of love in Walt Disney World, outside of like merchandise. I right. want a character meet. I, I, again, doesn't need to be an attraction. I want a character meet and greet. You know that this was, uh, if you ask my wife right now, this was the single most important thing on my family's first trip to Disneyland. Oh, really? To get the Oswald picture? Oh, I'm not lying. Like, the most important thing. Because I love Oswald, so I had to have it. And I was actually lucky, because I know that he's in California Adventure. And he was standing right there in the front of the parks when I walked through on my second day. I was like, oh, to bang it out right away. Don't they have a full-blown Oswald store? Yeah, right there in the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I would it love. Really cool. I would love an Oz. Or you know what? I'd love some kind of like. I mean, an Oswald. Obviously, when Mickey attractions are hard enough to come by, Oswald attractions would be worse. But like, I would love some kind of like. They, remember they did that like Epic Mickey two, where it was like Mickey and Oswald together. Mm-hmm. Like, have, I would love some kind of like past meets the future kind of Mickey Oswald like kind of ride. I feel like that's the thing that doesn't get old. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know if it's a big enough seller with all the properties they do have, right, to do it. But I agree with you; it'd be awesome. Okay, so here's one that I would love to see an attraction for, not just a meet and greet: The Incredibles. Yeah, like a Transformers um, or Spider-Man style ride with the Incredibles. Seems like, how could they not be at least thinking about that? You have this amazing su- – in a world where you own an entire superhero universe and you can't use 90% of it because of an existing contract with Universal Studios, you have a homegrown superhero team that you yep. can make an attraction for and it'd be exciting. And all you use them for is a dance party. I don't want to watch Mr. Incredible Whip and Nene. I want to, like, fight crime with them. Like, I want to be down in the streets, like, punching Syndrome in the face. Yeah, These I These are the things I need, Peter Mandel. I mean, in Disneyland, they're changing California Screaming to the Incredicoaster. Oh, that's so and cool. While that, while that sounds cool, at the same time, it's just a red redeco, right? I mean, yeah. it's just a coaster redo. <laughs> I, I want to see them like use their power somehow. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a Six Flags, uh, you know, right. kind of thing. Exactly. Like Six Flags likes to just paint Medusa and call it Bizarro Superman. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, I would. When they were, when we were originally thinking they were going to do a Pixar land and not just a Toy Story land. Some kind of Incredibles like 
or Monsters Inc. thing was something that I was really Monsters Inc. There we go, another one that I would love to see an attraction for. No, I mean Monsters Inc. has a dark ride in in Disneyland. In Disneyland, though, we're talking. And it is cool. I can't tell you it's so cool. I wish it was like here. Yeah, I mean, right. But you do get to ride through the streets of Monstropolis. So I mean, I I can't. I don't understand why there's not so much more like dark ride. I mean, I guess the buildings have to be pretty big. Yeah. You know, but I I don't know. I like old school like Disney dark rides. Like they're like my favorite. Yeah, me too. It's the thing that just kind of screams Walt Disney World to me. You know, you look you look at Disneyland; they have a Pinocchio dark ride too. Yeah, that's like one of the only classic movies that doesn't really get any representation outside of like that restaurant that nobody goes into that sells the horrible flatbread pizzas. They have a really wonderful Alice in Wonderland one, also. Yeah, I mean, Alice in Wonderland was almost on my list, but there is that little corner in the Magic Kingdom right by our Palace on the Eclipse where you have the Mad Tea Party, the character meet and greet, and the Cheshire yeah. Cafe. So it, I'm just saying an actual like uh, dark ride. Dark ride. Yeah. It's a different ball game. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, which brings me actually to my next one, which is one of my real biggies. Uh, Roger Rabbit. And I know, uh, I know. There's all sorts of rights issues. I know, but I, but they have a ride in Disneyland, so it can't be that big of a rights issue. I know, but that ride's been there forever. So, I mean, it's kind of similar to Universal having the Marvel rights. He was just one of my favorite characters. I loved Roger Rabbit as a kid. I don't think Disney has any desire to do anything Roger Rabbit. No, clearly they don't. If it wasn't for the fact that they knew Jessica Rabbit was somewhat marketable, and that's why they can sell some merch with her on it, they would have nothing to do with this. It's shared rights. It's all wacky. Do you think it's also partly like, you know, Michael Eisner, this was Michael Eisner's baby, like he wanted this to be the new big character, and like Disney is just kind of like hating on him still? Um... No, I honestly think it's more the character than anything else. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I just like to create, you know, some drama, cre- create those, those the head canon drama you know, within the Disney company. I mean, if you look at all the characters that they're, you know, not using for stuff, I mean, I, I don't know how close Roger Rabbit is to the top of that. Right. You know, the remaining ones that I have on my list here are mostly things that I would appreciate, like character meet and greets rather than actual rides um the princes you know we have all the princesses but there's very there are no real meet and greets with any of the princes yeah you can meet prince charm cinderella's prince charming in um 1900 park fair or at least you used to be able to i'm not sure if he's still there right um, i'm pretty sure yeah. yeah but he's really the only one they bring the they, they roll the princes out uh once in a while around um what do you call it? Uh, Valentine's Day. I think mean, on Valentine's Day, they're usually out with the princesses. And they also like for don't for the Christopher Mickey's very merry. Don't they like break them out? Yeah. I know we met Aurora and Philip. Snow White with princes. Yeah. Yeah. What is Snow White's prince called? Like, does he have a name? Is he just uh, the prince? He's that guy. You know, you know, my my theory is on that, though. I don't think the princes add too much. I mean, I've seen, you know, that that uh, Tiana meet and greet, which I absolutely loved, was, you know, sometimes Tiana and Naveen. And whether Naveen was there or not didn't really affect whether people were going there because they really just want to get Tiana. But I think when you're talking about princes, like princes, Naveen is like one of the, the ones that you want because like he's from the era where like both Tiana and Naveen are the main characters i mean yes it's tiana's movie but like naveen is still a very like more important than prince charming was correct so even more to my point having these princes come out is just not as big of a deal like if you did a line for tiana and a line for naveen i'm pretty sure tiana's line would be fairly lengthy what about super popular characters like flynn rider see now i love flynn so i could see him having more of like a personality and more of a meet and greet situation. Not a prince, but the significant other of a princess. So Right, you right. Know, I know it, what you mean. Yeah. Kind of like how Mulan's not a princess, but we have to pretend that she is, apparently. Right. Uh, that really burns me, by the way. I'm always Does just it like, really? Like, she's not a princess. Like, she didn't, <laughs> like, because you could be, like, Shang's not a prince, so if she marries Shang, she's not a princess still. There's, like, there right. is no way in this, like, in this wacky world that she becomes a princess. Well, I don't know if they mean princess technically. I mean, she's a Disney princess. How more right. technical can you get? Well, Disney has made her princess. All right. I accept it. 
but I don't like it. So um, the genie from Aladdin gets no love in the parks. I mean, he used to. He did used to. And he's like, I mean, I feel like he's the takeaway from that movie. Um, you know, there's lots of Aladdin and Jasmine. And even in I mean, for a long time, you know, the genie was meet and greet all over. Right. Now you can't I mean, find him anywhere. Except yeah, character Palooza and like special events. So I would love to see more genie representation. Um, you know, he has that awesome part in Happily Ever After the Fireworks Show. But still, like I... I want the genie. I want the genie wearing the goofy hat. Like, that's such a cool picture to get. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, and the last one I have is one that I've been screaming about for years. Uh, and that is, um, that's Pete, not you. Uh, Pete the cat. Right. I mean, I would, I love, would love, Pete, I'd love a Peter Mandel meet and greet in Walt I Disney would not World. Love but, you know. No, that would not be fun. Would it be a head character or a face character? I'm hoping a head character. I would hope so, too, because, like, I don't know, like, you know, your face character just standing there being like, oh, how's your day going, Pete? Oh, it's pretty good. Not sure we ever need to do it again. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> a little scribbled signature and on your way. Exactly. I would say the Pete character needs a stamp signature, like Buzz Lightyear. You think so? Yeah, I can't see. Like, if they're trying to be you, I don't see you taking the time to actually sign. Oh, that would be the quickest line ever. You're a pretty efficient dude. Let's move. Yeah. <laughs> Buy some comics while you're here. Like a rogue comic <laughs> set, like a little kiosk next to him. Yeah, kind of like the like the like the Baymax uh, like area, but like like made to look like rogue comics. <laughs> That'd be uh, awesome. Yeah, no, I mean Pete the Cat. One of the uh, you know he he is in the birth of in the birth of the Disney Company. There were two characters. There were Mickey Mouse and there was Pete. That Steamboat Willie, two of them. And there's to my right. knowledge, and I've never seen a Pete meet and greet. No, and Pete has also, you know, gained some real popularity in the last fifteen years. Of course, through the cartoon shows again, and the cartoon shows so, through yeah. Kingdom Hearts. He's a huge part of Kingdom Hearts, right? Right. And um, and you know what? And they have the perfect place to put him too, because they have Pete's silly sideshow. I know. How is part of Pete's silly sideshow not the ability to meet Pete? I agree with you on that. It's always really bug. He like they don't even pull him out for like special events. Like, I mean, do we know that, that there's a, a Pete costume? I don't know if there is. Well, my other thing is, like, what outfit do you put him in? Because, like, right. he doesn't have, like, an iconic outfit. Well, is Pete going to be part of this Mickey ride in uh, that replaced great movie ride? Uh, is he in those new cartoons? I've never seen him in one of them. I, I haven't. Uh, to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of them. So I was just hoping he was going to be in it. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's my take on things. Are there any other properties that you would like to see in the parks? That well, I think the real takeaway here is that the lack of Lion King is just a yes, sin. Yes, it is a sin. Right. Not anything, um, any like, um, you know, classic films or newer stuff. Like, I think we got like we had a lot of the same ones, like The Incredibles and things like that. The Incredibles is probably one of my biggest ones. Yeah, Incredibles seems definitely missing, too, just because... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's so action packed. Like it's weird. Yeah. You know, a lot of times like people say like, you know, even like there's no like Cinderella ride or there's, you know, and and it's I mean, what are you really doing for a Cinderella ride, you know? Right. Yeah. I do think you could do something with Sleeping Beauty and Maleficent Dragon. Yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That, that is not done. But The Incredibles is not that situation. The Incredibles, you can do anything you want. Like you could make a crazy ride, you can make a a dark ride and you can scope it to whatever, you know, that ride is going to be. It seems like a, a definite lost opportunity. I'm just trying to think of like how lame a Cinderella ride would be. It'd be terrible. It's like, Oh, there, there she is wearing dress. All right. There, there she is dancing. Look at her clean there. There she is putting a shoe on. Oh, Oh, we're getting off the ride now. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> that would pretty much be the entirety of it. There's no, there are no like exciting moments in Cinderella. Um, well, not for Kevin. No. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's the whole like, you know, is she going to put the shoe on? And then she does. Uh, OK, so anything else you wanted to add this week? I think that's it. 
All right. Well, then uh, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We love having you guys here. We love putting on the show for you. Uh, possibly might be a second episode this week if I can coordinate it. Uh, Jeff Barnes from the Wisdom, Beyond the Wisdom of Walt uh, might be coming in sometime this week to talk about the book and you know talk a bit about Walt. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, hoping that'll be later this week folks if you love our good friend peter mandel please check him out over at rogue comics in cranford new jersey at 105 north union avenue cranford new jersey 07016 or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to pete's ebay store if you are planning a trip to walt disney world disneyland disney cruise adventures by disney any disney resort throughout the known world including alani resort out in hawaii or universal orlando resort please check out our good friend and longtime sponsor dave weikert of magical travel who will plan your disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you Folks, also please check out our friends over at Kingdom Strollers if you are going to be renting a Cribber Stroller on your upcoming Walt Disney World trip. They have great selections and they will deliver it right to your Disney Resort and pick it up at the end of your stay. Check them out over at KingdomStrollers.com. And folks, if you want to apply the wisdom of Walt to your daily life, check out Jeff Barnes and his two books, The Wisdom of Walt and Beyond the Wisdom of Walt, which takes a look at Walt Disney's journey to create the Disney parks and how you can apply those lessons to your daily life. You can check all of that out at thewisdomofwalt.com or get them on Amazon in paperback or ebook format. Uh, and folks, uh, also please check out the Disney Dads podcast, our great friends over there, a great family-friendly show which helps you take a look at Disney through the eyes of three dads who love Disney and have such a passion for it. Check them out on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. Uh, and, you know, please let them know you love it because it is a wonderful, wonderful show. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? Mm, let's do it again soon. Let's do it again. Let's do it again next week. How about that? Sounds good. All right. Yeah. You heard it here for, first, folks. Uh, uh, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.